So that's it? No more karate? I guess so. It's probably for the best. It was starting to boost your confidence. Isn't that a good thing? No. What has confidence ever gotten anybody except for a black guy and their backpack thrown in the trash? Well, I thought it was kind of cool how you stood up to Kyler. Are you insane? Let me ask you. What is the best superpower anyone could have? Super strength. Wrong. Invisibility. A distant second would be super speed. To run away fast. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows and I represent Miyagi-Do. I believe Bananarama pancakes are the key to inner peace, but I would never go the dark path of the pancake taco. Oh, and I, my name is Jim Scampoli. I, I represent Cobra Kai because when life gives me lemons, I chug some Coors Banquets. Coors Hell Banquets. Yeah. Coors Banquets are great, by the way. Wait, is that the is that different from other cores? Do you have more than one cores in your country? Uh well, it's basically. I mean, you have cores light, obviously. There's regular cores, like a cores heavy. Uh, you would maybe nickname it. I actually have one right here where I was drinking some last night because I'm one of those. Product placement works, everybody. <laughs> no, I was. I actually was talking about this on my show. I am that idiot where I'll scoff at things uh, that I don't love that have like product placement. But if there's yeah. something I love, like I love the Big Lebowski. So sometimes I'm at the bar. I'm like, you know what? I'll get a white Russian. And I love yeah. Cobra Kai. So I'll be like, I'm getting some beers. What does Johnny drink? Coors Banquets. So I'll get some Coors Banquets as well. Uh, well, those uh, those bottles, uh, What is that? Is that why they're called Banquets? Because they're in glass old school type bottles? I believe so. Yeah, I honestly don't know. But uh <laughs> I'm almost positive, yes, because it is like a hipster bottle, but it's like a scummy mm. Coors beer. Uh, so they're right. not very expensive, and they look cool. Yeah, I mean, we've been uh, we've uh, mentioned before how my girlfriend is dipping in and out of Cobra Kai as we go through it, and she was confused in the first episode about what time it was because it looked like some old ass Coors bottles on there. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess they're the hipster variety um, that Johnny keeps drinking. Um, but okay. So another beer question. I know it's kind of unrelated, but, uh, like in the U S they seem to add light to everything is what, is that calorie wise or like, is it a, what, what does that mean, Jim? Yeah. I mean, I guess it is like, it's, well, it's calorie wise, but also just like a lighter beer. I guess we're really puss here because, you yeah. know, you're in Ireland or, uh, you know, over in Ireland or London or whatever. They like those dark beers. <laughs> And we usually yeah. don't like that. It's like eating a, to me. It's like eating a bowl of mashed potatoes when you have your pint of Guinness or whatever it is. You have your thick, limey brew. Uh, oh, we don't even. Okay, <laughs> don't even right now, Jim, because the pubs have been closed for over a month, and I've there are people I've been googling Guinness home delivery because, as you may know, Guinness needs to be poured from the tap. You can't really buy it in a can. It's not the same thing. So there are people in their in the back of their cars. They have like kegs so they can freshly pour you some Guinness and bring it to your door in a takeaway cup. And uh, I'm looking into this, and I don't care what it costs, but I'm going to spend some money on it anyway. These are all asides, but yes. uh, don't talk to me of that sweet milky nectar of the gods yeah it is a weird thing i mean you never think about it in the states You're just like oh yeah we have light beer but when you think about it, it's like yeah are we really like worried about calories when we're drinking beer <laughs> i get i don't know i guess it's just it's ingrained in us and i mean don't get me wrong even though a lot of people will drink light beer there are a lot of connoisseurs that even here in the states that would look down upon that and are like why are you drinking that yeah. piss beer 
but some people like a piss beer. Some people like Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, I suppose we should get into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking today about episode four of season one of Cobra Kai called Cobra Kai Never Dies. Um, this is basically, I guess, like the rejecting the call of the hero's journey or whatever, because this is when it all shuts down and we all know it's going to start up again at the end. Uh, but we still have to go through this. I mean, it's not bad or anything, but that's pretty much what this episode is in essence, right? Yes. I also I think a very important takeaway from this episode is um, that even though like obviously we love Johnny, we're rooting for Johnny, but uh, I don't know. His son's very right in not like believing him and not wanting to forgive him. And even to an extension, even though like they get into how uh, Robbie's mom or Johnny's ex is kind of like a piece of shit as well, but she's also right. Like, it's like a weird reminder that Johnny's not really a good guy. Like it's fun to us because we, we want to root for him. We know him from the karate kid, but uh, like there's a lot of things that are his own fault and yeah. it's tough. It's tough to go back for that second chance uh, and to get people to believe you or cause maybe for you, you think it's a second chance, but to these other people, they've already given you their second, third, fourth chance and you've, you've dried it all up. So I just think there's a lot going on in this cause it, I do agree. It is kind of like, all right, we get it. You know, we're going to get things going, but I think there's a lot of good Johnny stuff where he's, you know, he's at fault. He is like finding this second chance with Miguel, which is kind of good for him, but it's unfair to his son. And even though Robbie's new, like fairly new to us, the audience, um, I still feel feel for him a lot here in this episode. Yeah. And I don't think he's wrong in the way he treats his dad. What about like uh, Miguel and his relationship in this episode where like Miguel's mother obviously thinks that this whole karate thing is the reason that Miguel got super injured. Now, Johnny seems to take that on himself as well. It, don't you think maybe, well, I'm not saying one way or another, but I could see a world where his reaction to to Miguel getting beat up is more, would from the start be more like, I want you to train harder and get stronger and like better. Uh, and instead his reaction is like, there is no gym, there is yeah. no dojo. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I suppose that would come from him actually caring about Miguel and seeing him get hurt, even though that's not something he would say and he wouldn't write it on the wall. Uh, but I guess that's the reason because, you know, Miguel still wants to train. So why is he so set on shutting it down now? Is it because I think that last shot from last week, maybe it didn't fully deliver like how crushed he is to see his surrogate son get beaten up because that has to be the motivation behind all of this yeah but he doesn't think karate's bad i think in this episode he's just like nah my dream is fucked like I, I it's a bit unclear to me where he's at yeah no i think i think that's uh an interesting read because yeah you would think on the surface from knowing johnny is that he'd be like ah oh, you pussy you got beat up you know let's we like, what, what's going on? Why are you not taking what I'm teaching you properly? But I guess maybe that's why there is this parallel with like Robbie and, um, you know, how he does feel like he's a shitty father, which by extension, he's a shitty teacher. And obviously, you know, Miguel is playing this uh, like surrogate son. Where is it like, oh, I'm a fuck up and now I'm fucking up other people's lives type of deal. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I do enjoy that. It's not the, I mean, of course, any TV show, 
It's not just going to be simple like, hey, we opened up a karate dojo. Everyone loves it. And I'm great. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but yeah, it's not the, it's not quite how you'd expect someone like Johnny to react to one of his students getting beat up. But I, I guess it's also the whole thing of all his eggs are in this one basket, this Miguel. And it's not just business and it's not just karate. There is a deeper uh, uh, emotional connection between them. Yeah. Um, so going through it from the start here, we have Robbie uh, scamming folks for computers and then they're selling the computer. They're like hanging out, skating under a bridge with his uh, scumbag friends. They're <laughs> selling the computer online. I don't get why Robbie's all down to steal a computer. But then when they're like, oh, have yeah. him Venmo half. And then when he shows up, give him to whoever shows up first. And he's like, but wait, isn't that isn't that like illegal? Like he's, he's it's like how is it's a weird balance because they want him to be like likable and everything. Yeah. But it's, at the same time, it's like you, you already stole it once. So internet scamming someone would arguably be uh, better. <laughs> Very much like Sam. We have to have a moment where, you know, the audience can pick up that like, well, he's not all bad. Uh, he's not as bad as these kids anyways, even though he is yeah. the one that pulled the scam. But yeah, it is funny that he's like, wait, uh, I thought we were just ripping off one guy, uh, not multiple people. Uh, I do think it's interesting the way I wonder if it was always intended this way or just something in po I guess it probably was always intended this way though because the way that Robbie like the pickup with uh, uh, well not Robbie with when Miguel is back at home and and Johnny and his mom like it's kind of in this like flashback device yeah. as as Johnny's kind of just drinking his cores going down the street. Uh, it's a little weird, but I guess it's because we check, we don't check in immediately with them. So I'm not, sh I'm not sure if it was always structured that way. It feels like maybe something they had to kind of adjust as they're putting together. Maybe the they had to, because like, there's this bit where Miguel screams, Cobra guy never dies yeah. when he's on the couch. <laughs> and that's kind of an awkward line, even in the flashback. So if there was a whole scene and that was like the emotional culmination of the scene, I could see why they'd be like, Let's make this a flashback real quick. Folks <laughs> yeah. on the big dick. Everyone liked American Vandal. Let's do this. Yeah, it uh, could be. I mean, I think it works the way it is, but it's an interesting, interesting way of doing it for sure. Because it's kind of like that is in the scene we skip over is when Johnny's like, I never should have gotten involved with this. Like he says very briefly, but maybe that's so maybe that's why I don't feel like I'm totally sure of where he's at, you know, because yeah. it's in that scene that he decides that he shouldn't have gotten involved. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's it's great how the way, you know, Johnny and Daniel are, especially in these build up episodes, it feels like each time they're kind of hitting their lowest, even though it's some other thing in their life, they happen to come upon each other. And <laughs> it all kind of comes back of like, no, LaRusso, LaRusso's the problem. That's what got yeah. me into this mess. And, uh, you know, that kind of plays the other way, because when Johnny goes up and spray paints that dick, uh, that becomes kind of the, the bane of Daniel's day, uh, his, his ideal day, where he's, he's still dealing with what Sam here, right? And yeah. how she's still upset with the way he reacted at the dance. Yeah, because she doesn't want the pancakes at the start and everything. Um, the, the thing with Daniel and uh, Johnny feels like, there's a lot of misunderstandings or like you said, they take a lot of negative emotion from something else and it just happens to spill over on each other. And in a way that feels like a kind of dated way of telling a story. It does feel like an eighties way of, of like having a lot of misunderstandings yeah. uh, cause all of this uh, because like, 
if he in episode one had said like your daughter rammed into my car like what the fuck daniel he'd be like ah oh, don't worry I'll, I'll i'll tell her what's what and i'll fix your car for free and johnny would be like okay cool well you set your house in order <laughs> like he could have said that but he didn't like so it's always other things other factors and i guess part of that is like we want them both to be likable enough in what they're doing so it's whatever other drama just causes them to take it out on each other and that way we can be on both of their sides unless maybe you dear listener is just on johnny's side or just daniel's side let us know shows what you know show at gmail.com i do think a lot of people pick a side uh i do think it's a bit a, a bit better like above a just misunderstanding because i think it's more just rooted in that whole thing of like you're angry you're not he's not really angry at Daniel LaRusso or he yeah he doesn't like he well he thinks he is but he doesn't know that it's something else if Dr. Melfi from the Sopranos has taught me anything you're he's just projecting at this uh you know this other force that's been in his life for so long and especially we know since we know it goes back to high school days of course that fateful all valley tournament where these lives uh you know clash together but uh well i what i like is that it's not just like a standard misunderstanding where they're constantly interacting it's kind of like they're off in their own branch living their own life but they just happen to like have that person pop in their head when they're already upset at something else so they just lash out at each other and that builds this rivalry yeah, and in this episode, to be fair, uh, they have almost nothing to do with each other because Daniel thinks that the art has been generated by his rival, his car sales rival, Cole, who has a hilarious ad. Like, you got to give it to him. Um, terrible, uh, terrible ad. Um, but yeah, so they have their separate storylines going on throughout the episode because uh, Johnny has to deal with the whole Robbie situation, really. Yes, yeah. Um so yeah, because he's dealing with that. It is, it is like it's welcome because it feels more real that they're dealing with their own lives. But I guess you know because we're watching the show, we want them to interact more. Because so sometimes, yeah, when we when we check in with like who's his rival, uh, Cole. Yeah, Cole. It's kind of like ah, who's this guy? But then you know, then you'll have of course the karate kick of the boba, and it makes it all worth it. <laughs> so yeah, that was almost uh, my intro. By the way, I was almost uh, I'm uh, Miyagi Do, and I kicked the competition. Well, I kicked their boba tea, which makes it all right. <laughs> I do love how I think it's yeah the ad agency and like Cole and whoever everyone's talking about how like oh yeah it's great you've got this gimmick of karate, which is the way he's treating it. So that's something like where he's obviously as we've talked about daniel's like left his path uh, his past behind to a large degree but then here he's like no no it's not a gimmick it's like who i am it's like big part of me and it's important and same with the trees like from the outside him giving bonsai trees doesn't mean anything but for you and me who lived through the horrors that was karate kid part three we know that that's been a thing he's wanted to do forever <laughs> yeah that's one of the things i love uh, that the show plays with and they do it really well is that obviously to someone in the world it like if you live in this world where daniel larusso exists he's a corny white guy you know cultural appropriation however you want to go but in rea- like but in reality he's respectful and this is like a real part of his of his life. He's not 
it's he's not corny. You know, if you actually like knew about his life like us, if you went to Okinawa with him like we did and <laughs> and you know, yeah, lived through Cobra Kai and Terry Silver like we did and Mr. Miyagi, you'd understand that no, this is very important and he's actually very respectful and it is a a big piece of his life. He didn't just decide to wear this as a Halloween costume or something like that. <laughs> At the same time, I do love that we get to see the other side of it as well. So much in this. And especially maybe it's rewatching it again. But like just looking at these two guys and throughout thinking like these are a couple of idiot losers (laughs) who care a lot about what happened to them in high school. (laughs) Like they are, like you said, it all comes down to that. Everything in the Karate Kid universe revolves around this one fight between the two of them. (laughs) But that's their lives. They're like the nerdiest guys ever, even like. Well, obviously Johnny, but Daniel as well. Like they are both really corny and nerdy, and I like that we uh, get to see that properly. <laughs> yes, yeah, and just the way like Miguel. I mean, because we're seeing some scenes here where he's kind of still arguing with his mother. Um, his grandmother's kind of more on his side that he, you know, maybe should kind of toughen up and learn to fight back. And Miguel still has this vision of Johnny. Like I guess. You know, he 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 doesn't the the facade isn't broken, but, you know, we have that comedic cut where he's talking about how Johnny's great or whatever and how he could be a great teacher. And then it just cuts to him splayed out on his floor with tipped over (laughs) beers everywhere. And, yeah, he's like he's unfortunately is just a loser. Uh, And then, yeah, he gets a call from Robbie's school and I guess he's been out of school for months or something They're on this trip uh he had some story about a father-son like colorado trip or some something or other yeah yeah no i do love uh how uh robbie's like ah i had to use my imagination no idea what a real father-son <laughs> trip lo- would look like yeah. um and also for some reason the vice principal's like it was perfectly fine for the first three weeks or whatever. And you're like, wait, was it? Is that a thing? Yeah. Who would be letting someone, uh, yeah, just take a- up to a month or more of school off to go on some trip? Yeah. And so then, I mean, that's why what Johnny's focused on a lot more than Miguel in this episode. He goes to talk to Robbie, uh, goes to talk to Robbie's mother. He's a real dick about it. Like that line where he's like, word of advice, she'll only go down on you if you buy her dessert. Like what a piece of shit thing to say just in general. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, uh, yeah, really toxic. You just pick up that there's this toxic relationship. And I mean, that's one of the things I was talking about in the previous episodes about how like the kids are really mean. Like Johnny yeah. is... They're not afraid to have Johnny be a piece of shit, even though, you know, he's our main character and we're still rooting for him. But we still see that, you know, yeah, he's a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And so it's interesting how that scene ends with her saying to him, like, there are no do overs. So it's obviously like a good cut, a good reveal that he, you know, knocks on a door, has this whole speech about how I know there's no do overs, but like, I'm going to do my hardest work my artist or whatever and he's actually also sorry i almost skipped over the scene with the two uh, with the father son eating a sunday oh yeah knocking their spoons together we can't forget that what timing eh <laughs> oh yeah yeah but, when uh, he's kind of just having his like sad moment and he's like ah the old father son relationship that i missed out on 
Yeah, and then so he goes to Miguel and tries to rekindle. Well, it does rekindle that instead. Um, it's weird because like watching it, we're like, yeah, fuck yeah, Johnny Miguel, let's do this. But he is still like he goes to Robbie once, tells tells him like, ah, I'm gonna, you know, you gotta shape up, and he and he and his mother both say there's no do overs, and he could just try again, try harder. And he doesn't. He yeah. tries with this new kid, which for us, we know Miguel way better than Robbie. We're like, fuck yeah. But like, is is this a moment we should be cheering for? Or should we be going like, ah, Johnny's making a real bad move here? Yeah, no, I agree. That's because that's what I was saying. Now. It's like, I, I think this episode, I don't, you know, does really show that even though he's our hero, uh, he's shitty. He's a shitty, shitty dude. And I mean, I don't know, yeah. maybe somewhere in his head, he thinks that if he can learn with Miguel, he can then go back to Robbie. But yeah, mm. it is kind of shitty that his do-over is just with some other kid. Like, okay, well, I'll just go get a new toy then. Fine, <laughs> fine. You know, yeah. you know, if you're not gonna play with me, I'll find someone else that will. But also, yeah. he does need this because I think, especially the way um, uh, William Zapka plays him, like, because he. he that's why he's still likable even in those shitty things. But it's because Johnny is so like the, I guess it ties back to the beginning with the way seeing Miguel beat up like that. And he's all ready to just give it all up. Johnny is so fragile that yeah. he just doesn't have that, I guess, strength or push to really make a go with his family, like with Robbie or his ex or whatever. And when they just kind of remind him that he's a piece of shit, he can't, deal with that right now and at least with some, like Miguel's like looks up to him still and I don't know maybe maybe there's a part of him that realizes he can maybe just build strength from that and make a go at it. at least that's the hope because we want him to be a good guy we don't want him to just you know abandon his son for his new placeholder son <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> uh, I got a call out as well it's very a very satisfying shot when we have the whole scene with uh, them getting bullied in the library and then the camera moves and we see Sam's heard the whole thing. Yes. Like I'd forgotten that from when I watched it last time. And I was like, Oh shit. Yes. Cause you've been wanting her to know forever what a piece of shit Kyler is. Cause it's very obvious to anyone just by his name um, and the way he is all the time. But so we're like, come on, Sam, you're like Daniel's <laughs> daughter. Come on, figure it out. And so it's very satisfying when that happens. And I did rewind it and watch the scene again and go like, yeah, she's hearing all this. Yeah. <laughs> now is it, um, progress like if, if you look at it from someone who judges a lot of things on pure representation only and you know this is a show about like karate and you know to an extent like asian culture and like the only asian character is a real asshole <laughs> like bully <laughs> because obviously if he was the karate kid that'd be like too much you know what i mean because it's like oh yeah what the asian kid's got to know karate so it's kind of great that he doesn't know karate but but then the other is is it a downside that he's such an asshole? You know, he's making fun of someone's cleft lip, being a real dick, trying to like feel people up in the movie theater, and you know, uh, I, I guess I don't want to say rape because it's not quite rape, but you know, almost sexual assault. 
Well, as a white man, I'm sure everyone wants to hear my opinion on this. Um, And my opinion is that he is an asshole, but he's also like the popular crew kid. So in many a version of this, you'd have like Dimitri is Asian or whatever, and he's a nerd and he loves science and maths. (laughs) Like this is way better, I guess, even though he's a piece of shit in that, you know, he's he's a popular guy and a piece of shit. But, like, he's outside of the stereotype. And like you said, it might actually be worse if he was like, yeah, I'm the new Karate Kid or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. that would probably be really bad. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it works the way it is. And as I said, as a white man, my opinion on this is final. Well, and once one thing that, I mean, Cobra Kai, Karate Kid in general, like, this journey we're on, it's because, yeah, what we know of Kyler is that he's a piece of shit, but we don't know his story. And maybe we're going to get maybe season three is all about we're going to go back to Kyler and we're going to learn- be in another 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Jim. We're going to get that show <laughs> and we're going to learn why Kyler is the way he is, because you know, it, not everyone's on this happy go lucky uh, path. They might put up a front and it seemed like everything's good, but you don't know the real story behind it. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, but, sure. Uh, although I will say he will probably eventually learn karate just because everyone will in this universe sooner yeah, or later. Yeah. Um, so, you know, might get more problematic there. Very satisfying in the uh, movie theater as well when she's like uh, just basically uh, shows some of those LaRusso moves, how they've moved to the next generation. Yes. Shows them what's what. Yep. Yeah. When she can she can slap his hands away like really quick. He's showing a little karate, maybe a little drum. uh <laughs> A little drum movement, right, with the arms blocking his hands. I feel like, yeah, yeah, maybe picked up a few things. Um, I do like the quick bit going back to Kyler and his his big buddy there. I forget his name. Just the quick thing where he, like, corrects his grammar. Because I think that's a a new trend, a fairly new trend, where, like, bullies in modern media are smart, which I like. Because now they're like, well, bullies aren't always just, like, dumb jock. They could be, like, a smart dude but they're still assholes. So I like it. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Uh, He doesn't seem that smart. So the line is a bit misplaced, I feel like. uh, But but yeah, I I would agree. Like I would actually enjoy that probably more instead of like dumb jock, cool, smart, handsome nerd. Like what? (laughs) Just have the cool, smart, handsome guy be a real charmer sometimes and then sometimes a real dick i guess i mean kyler is doing that so gotta give it to him on that in that respect but yeah he's he's an idiot in this which uh and he only likes fish sticks and you know it's, it's not it's not that great but um anyway yeah they they get the dojo back uh, started back up there at the end of the episode as we expect and daniel's uh walking on sunshine giving the finger to cole's uh his big billboard and his one's all cleaned up and then he finds out that they found a bunch of those posters up there um so now he knows it was johnny yeah yeah i want i just want to backtrack real quick to another like just quick parallel between johnny's kind of fragile confidence is when you're like we were mentioning before when daniel's in that ad meeting and he's like he's a little like hurt that people think it's a uh, gimmick, you know, the karate yeah. and the bonsai, but he even is like, well, I guess if that's what people think, maybe, you know, he's almost immediately ready to be like, well, I guess we we can get rid of it. Like, it, yeah. they, they both have this, you know, shaky confidence right now, I guess, due to, you know, the being fathers and teachers and just trying to go through life. 
And yeah. that's why it's like, oh, my God, Johnny and Daniel, just sit down and hang out, have a beer together, sit down, yeah. and, you know, have, maybe have a warm each other up on the mat. Let's like let's just be best friends. You guys could learn so have, much from each other. Have some Coors Banquet <laughs> yeah. um, or maybe some Guinness, like whatever floats your boat, man. Um, yeah. So please do send any thoughts you may have on this or any other Cobra Kai episodes to shows what you know show at gmail.com. Uh, we'd also appreciate any reviews you might feel up for leaving on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. You can, of course, also find us at uh, showswhatyouknow.com where you have coverage of all the other television shows we discuss. There are a bunch of them. Is there anything else, Jim? Um, I think there's just one more thing. Oh, what's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No No mercy. mercy.